Okay, what's going on, guys? And welcome to a brand new episode of Energized, brought to you by Forged Irish Stout. Ross, are you intoxicated or something? How are you keeping, bud? I'm great, man. Another week, another episode of the Ultimate Fighter in the bag. Obviously, we had uh, George Hardwick and Oban Elliott on the show as well this week. That was phenomenal, so go check that out. Uh, got great feedback on the show. People love the two of those guys. They were saying such massive characters, the two of them, but yeah. like they're like chalk and cheese. Yeah, they're, they're alike in a lot of ways, but uh, they are two great characters. They'll be sorely missed in Cage Warriors as well. But as two lads fly the nest, like more people can take up those spaces, Ross. Yeah, absolutely. And we will probably touch on Cage Warriors at the end of end of the show. Uh, they have changed their date. They're now coming to Dublin in October now, which is earlier than expected. And we definitely welcome that. Yeah. But Ross, this is an ultimate fighter show. It is absolutely. Uh, obviously, episode this was four. Episode four, we saw Trevor Wells take on Timur Valiev. Um, this episode was a very interesting one. Um We'll probably start start off with uh, obviously this fight was rebooked. They were supposed to fight yeah. earlier on in the season. I think it was episode two. Episode um, two. There was a cold sore on Trevor Wells' side of things, and they said they did the fight down the line and agreed at a catch weight. And the, I think the weight class was the first part of it. What did you make of uh, Chandler trying to have the fight at one forty five, and then McGregor's team being like, "Can you make bantamweight?" And then Wells is like, "Yeah." So I was like, "Right, we'll say bantamweight then." Yeah, do you know what? It it actually was really funny to see them trying to negotiate this. Um, I know that um, Julian, the doc, yeah, on Team McGregor went in and said, like, we wanted a 135, and then Chandler says 145, and then he was like, it's a catchweight, not a not featherweight. A featherweight. Yeah. yeah, so he's like, right, Chandler's like, right, 144 then. And then uh, Julian just said, I can't negotiate this, and then wa- walked out like with a bit of a laugh. Yeah. And then um, yeah, he just walked like, out and he just had one thirty-five though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, underneath his breath. Yeah. I think he was like, "I'm not agreeing anything because like, yeah, if I do this, Connor would be like, what are you doing?'" And I'm gonna have the last laugh as well. But, yeah, that's it. But uh, yeah, the negotiate negotiation skills weren't really on point for Team McGregor. But um, Dana came in one hundred and forty-two pounds. I would have thought yeah. they would have agreed on like one forty, maybe. Yeah, but I think. On this occasion, Chandler's team held all the cards that, yeah, they, like Chandler's team could have pushed harder for a boy in the first place. Um, but I think the boy would have been harsh. And I also just think you have to look at the tournament as a whole, as opposed to actually looking at, you know, Team McGregor versus Team Chandler. That like, that's just actually just not fair on that competitor. Uh, yeah. it's not like it's not like he actually pulled out. Like he he wasn't medically cleared to fight for like a, a skin infection. It wasn't like he had a a broken orbital bone or something like that. So I think, uh, look, I think it was fair f- for everyone, um, to be honest. So, yeah. And the two lads, the two lads shared a room together. They were fighting to, to see who sleeps in the bottom bunk. <laughs> Relegated <laughs> to the bottom bunk. Um, yeah. Is the bottom bunk not meant to, be, meant to be the best one? If you're in jail, they're like, I want the bottom bunk. <sighs> I'm actually not too sure. I'm sure different people have different preferences. Um <laughs> Let us know. Would you rather top bunk or bottom bunk? Yeah, you know. But um, 
no, like going into it, they're both meant to be fighting at 135 pounds. Um, like Team Revaluev is a veteran, as you said before, and Trevor Wells, like he was coming in. There was a lot of talk about his amateur career in the background as well. Um, he's yeah, also he was he was well four time amateur champion. He had a picture of him with all the belts at one stage. Yeah, they sort of went on a bit too much about his amateur career. They didn't really talk about his pro career. Yeah, it was um, it was quite in in depth. I, I I've never really seen the Ultimate Fighter really go on about someone's amateur career before. But uh, maybe maybe it was very well known on state side. Like I'd never heard of anything about his amateur career uh, coming into this. But look, he, he what was he eight and three coming into this fight? Yeah, that's why I thought he was going to be like yeah. two and zero oh maybe. Yeah, exactly. So I was like, well, he's had 11 professional fights. Just seemed a bit strange. Um, uh, I think it's the first time I've seen someone on the show who like lives at home with their parents. Um, I thought that was sort of interesting. And then he was like, I have green thumbs. I was like, I thought, I thought the phrase is green fingers. But uh, he was, like him saying he looked like garden and stuff like that, I just thought, I thought of a lot of filler uh, for Trevor Wells. He doesn't seem to be that interesting of a character. Well, the, the, the adoption story as well. Like, it seems like yeah. all these lads have, a, like, a story. Yeah, him and was Cody Gibson uh, were talking about being adopted, which I thought was sort of touching that, which is uh, interesting considering Michael Chandler also has adopted kids as well. So, that, And then Austin Hubbard, wasn't he adopted? Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure. I know his brother, his brother passed away. No, both. Um, I think it was Austin Hubbard, like him and his brother. Oh no, who's the guy that lost Austin Hubbard? Um, there was there. Oh, I think oh, no. Quinn. It's the guy. Sorry, it's the guy who lost to Roosevelt Roberts. Him and his brother were both yeah. adopted at two and three. That's what he said. Yeah. So like, geez, there's a lot of adopted people on this. Old, there is a adopted a lot of adopted people. Yeah. But, like maybe maybe that's more frequent in the states, and we just don't realize it. But uh, look, like it, it's I suppose it's good that they share, have shared experiences, and you know. They can probably feel more open to talking about, which is uh, obviously very important, especially for sort of your mental health. And I'm sure anyone who is adopted, like they do, have curiosities. So, um, yeah. Are you surprised? Are you, are you surprised? Are you surprised at this stage nobody's in the gaff like really wrecking the kip the way like some I just saw the other day like a Jody Browning wrecking the place or uh, Let Me Bang Bro Julian. What's his name? Julian. Lang. Julian Lang. Are you surprised no one's going around with four tires out smashing it around the kip like? Down a proper 12. Well, I think Junior Browning was infamous for tough, but, and same with uh, Julian Lang, but like they never really had good post fight careers. So I don't think anyone who's ever been, maybe bar like a Josh Koscheck and a Chris Lieben in the first ever season, I don't think any of the, the main instigators of trouble within the house have actually gone on to have successful careers. But uh, yeah, you're right. It's a bit quiet in the house, really. To be honest, yeah. you don't actually get to see too much from the house, um, which is strange. Nor like I feel like we haven't even really seen a tour of the house. Normally, you know, they're out by the pool or something like that. You don't really get to see what's what's in this gaff effectively. So uh, I suppose in previous seasons you had people like playing pranks on each other's beds and uh, yeah, and pranks all. as well, man. Yeah, I forgot yeah. about the pranks. Maybe it's just due that they have vets. With Bisping, remember Bisping was coaching against um, who's your man? Henderson. No, it was Henderson. the other one. No, the other one. Oh, uh, Jim Miller. No, no, not Jim Miller. Your man who was a uh, wacky zany guy. Yeah, Mayhem Miller. Mayhem. You said Jim Miller. 
It's not Jim Miller. Oh, did I? Yeah, yeah, Mayhem Miller. Yeah, remember yeah. they were robbing each other's car tires and putting them in each other's rooms and stuff. There's been no uh, wacky zaniness going on no, yet. Jason Miller. Did I say Jason? No. I thought you said Jim. Oh. Well, we'll be able to listen back afterwards. Is it John Gooden? Get... John Gooden or Jonathan Gooden? That's the well, question. One of us is getting a hoid anyway. Yeah, one of us getting slated, yeah. Yeah, but there hasn't been, there's been no craziness yet. No. No. Well, although one thing that was crazy and like was probably a lifetime experience for the lads is uh, bringing Wonderboy. Like, uh, yeah. Obviously, obviously, the chips are down. Um, McGregor's after bringing in one of the best strikers the UFC has ever seen. Um, How do you think that came about? I think they're both, they're, are they not both paradigm athletes? Yeah. So I'd say Audi, like, is probably in contact with these guys and was like, oh, I'm in Vegas. And he was like, oh, I would like to come and do thing for the ultimate fighter and uh, we've met wonder boy we've interviewed wonder boy we've spoke to him off camera on camera he's the nicest guy in the world and like i'm sure if he's asked he's not gonna say no so uh and like like mcgregor was saying like his distant management is in- incredible that yeah. even like watching that drill like i'm sure there's kids at home who are have aspirations to be mma fighters who are doing that drill at home now that's what i was thinking um when i was just watching him do you know what age he is He's like 37, I think. He's 40. Is he? Yeah. So moving like that is cr- like, it's crazy. Yeah, man. He's, he, he was moving like a spring. And looking that young chicken. as well. Yeah, yeah. He, he does look very, very young. But I, I'd, say, I'd say there are tips and tricks that people can implement in their game. Or even just like a new warm-up routine to get fr- from that guy. Like prior to a striking class and stuff like that. Like, there are all the little 1% difference that make you a better fighter. Yeah, but it, even watching Connor do it as well, his his legs seems to be okay as well. I actually thought McGregor looked in phenomenal shape in this episode. He he was sort of walking around with his top off, and he was in great shape. And I was like, I was like, he he actually he looks ready. Although like he's sort of always in good shape, but I just thought in this episode it was like he actually looks in fight shape. Uh, what way? One seventy, man. That's one seventy new weight class. I thought Money he was like going to super heavyweight. Money <laughs> It is money way. Yeah, the, yeah I, I, I think you said laugh camera to me, but I would have liked to see even more from Wonderboy. I like, I thought yeah. that was cool. I was surprised Chandler didn't like try and be like, we do a session for our team too. Yeah, I just, I, I think every week they should have just brought in a, a UFC legend, maybe. Yeah, because you think about a like, there's a week between the fights, so therefore, you know, they're going to be training at least five of the days. So, yeah, but surely, surely there's fighters constantly going into the PI that just could just come over and yeah, definitely show them a couple of things. Yeah, get Sean Strickland in there. Get strong, <laughs> man. Sean Strickland's so funny these days, man. Crazy, so so funny. But come here, what, what did you make of the fight, uh, Timor versus Trevor? Uh, obviously, it's by far the most competitive fight we've seen in the season. Yeah, do you know what? Going into it, I thought that. Team Valuev from Team Chandler was actually just gonna destroy him, but um, so lovely. yeah, but because I was like before watching, I was like, you know what, Team is probably the favorite, one of the favorites to go all the way. Yeah, like eighteen and, and like, three is like an unbelievable record. Yeah, I know Brad Katana won this before, so he's obviously gonna be able to shout. But um, I, I was like, right, this guy is probably one of the favorites to win this, and then he went in and, and uh, Trevor Wills um, gave him a really good go and. Um, at the end, I did think that he lost two rounds to zero, but I would have actually liked to have seen a third round because the fight was so entertaining. Yeah, like I think 
the fights are only two rounds because they're exhibition bouts. And then like they have the sudden death round if it's like one round apiece. Yeah. But I just think at this stage of MMA, it's 2023, they should be allowed to fight a third round because we've seen fighters lose two rounds and then come back in the third and get and find the finish. So I think Trevor Wells should have been given that opportunity. I felt Trevor Wells was actually getting better as the fight went on. Uh, yeah. I felt like he seemed the fresher opponent, uh, fresher fighter. I some, sometimes wonder when they were discussing the catchweight issue, you know, if Trevor gets signed to the UFC post-Sullivan fighter, would he actually drop down to flyweight? Because uh, he was saying he was the smallest guy in, in the house, effectively. So I wonder, will that be a thing? Um, I thought Timor's wrestling was really good. I, actually, uh, we didn't touch on it, but I thought his like vignette, his video thing, was actually really good as well. Um, seeing him over in Tiger Muay Thai, yeah, uh, it seems to be like an absolute haven for fighters over there. Uh, yeah. We know our boy John Hutchinson's over there, um, coach, and, and like he, he he's he's always saying to us, like, "You should buzz it out here." Uh, <laughs> I'd be like, "I'd be like, buzz it out here to get my absolute ass kicked." Uh, I think I'll, I'll think I'm uh, like I love to boy my pass for for that might more, go uh, viral, man. You against Kazma, I'll record it. Thanks, man. Appreciate that. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, that looked really, really cool. Uh, actually, it was, it was interesting seeing them two talk and sort of, I don't know whether they were cooking or what they were doing, but they were in the kitchen. And then Team War was like, I've, I married my wife after one year. And then uh, uh, Trevor was like, geez, if I had to marry the first chick I ever dated, I'd be raging with myself. And like that was like an interesting like contrast in lifestyles. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the fight, I thought, I, I did think Team War won the two rounds, in fairness. Um, but again, they were close rounds, so I, I wouldn't mind seeing a third. And especially, it was very high level. I thought it was. It was. I thought it was. I thought it was very good. Um, he's the first person to really give. Uh, sorry, Brendan. Uh, Trevor Wells is the first guy to really give uh, Team Chandler's team a proper go. Mm. Um, do you know what was interesting to see at the end when they went into the change rooms after? Um, the guy who you Our said Mackenzie Mackenzie oh welcome he, to the squad yeah he's like you're one of us now it's yeah. like what like a loser yeah that was like a man like shittest. I knew that I, I knew there was something wrong with that guy but that like that's that's like the worst attitude to have that's that's what I would say that's a loser's like, mentality yeah it's like oh well done you're part of the loser gang now yeah Oh uh, man, that 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 actually drove me mad when I saw that at the end. I was like, <laughs> right. I was like that fellow's after like fighting his heart out on like the like showing that the prospect should be yeah. there. Yeah, and I was just like, you're just like you're bad. Ah, keep, like, keeping the pattern going, is it, bud? One of us, one of us. Yeah, it, it was no, it, it was it was really really strange, but. Uh, I suppose the other thing is we got a, a snippet like you do every week for next week's episode. Yeah. Uh, Brad Catone was fighting uh, SPG zone, uh, Canada's zone, but also Ireland's zone. We have uh, claimed them. Uh, and there seems to be a rift in the camp with him because obviously, you know, he trains in SPG Ireland. He'd be teammates of Connor, King, Cowley. Uh, a, lot, a lot of the coaches would know him personally and know him quite well. Obviously, it looks to be when the, there's the changeover. I, I don't know who's training first or who's training second. I'm going to assume Chandler's team does the morning session and McGregor's does the afternoon session. And it feels like when the changeover happens, you know, Brad's obviously talking to King Cowley and co. And uh, it doesn't seem to go down well with uh, the team Chandler boys. Well, what's he meant to do? Well, like, I don't blame him. And, like, they're sort of saying, like, oh, obviously he wants to be on team McGregor or whatever. 
Uh, and he probably does like, in fairness. Like, you see, the thing is, Brad, Brad, like, you see, Brad's in a really, really tough situation, right? First of all, he's not, like, controversial in any sort of way, like, like, but the other the team McGregor is actually his team in real life. Oh, no, definitely. I, I, I think from, obviously, just watching the brief snippet, I think one of the issues is Team Chandler on the bus ready to go back to the gaff. I think Brad's the last person to get on the bus because he's talking to the McGregor team. Oh, I was that it? People, I think that's. But that could just are. be edited. That could just be edited, and they're trying to make a like a story. No, de- 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 definitely could be. But I could also see it being true as well because like they finished their train session, so they're probably going to get home and eat. As opposed to Brad's, like, oh, my friends, I'm gonna have a chat with these guys. So could be interesting to. It, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. It'll be interesting to see, like. Is there an offer of a trade? Although we did see in the fight that McGregor was actually like coaching his guy, yeah, and not Brad, thing, which yeah. I, which I was like, oh, that's surprising. Well, I didn't know whether McGregor was gonna sit out on that one or what he was gonna do. Well, they can't, they can't just sit out and let your man go uh, fight by, uh, with no corner. No, but the, uh, I'm sure his guys would have cornered him. But like, I was surprised McGregor was actually actively still cheering for his guy. Like he, like he, he's not in the corner, McGregor. So he doesn't have to necessarily give the advice. I think McGregor likes not being in the corner. How he can walk around the octagon, <laughs> and give the advice as, as the fight moves, he can move with it. Yeah. Do you know what? It's it's going to be interesting to see what they do with Brad. But um, I'm sure he's going to stay stay in the same team. But um, yeah, it I is very. Have you ever seen one person ever change team? I think that was BJ Penn and Joe Stevenson on that season. I think it was. And someone changed team. I think that's yeah, the only that time the... I've seen someone change, change team. Is that the one when who's he? Got, is it I think I think there's, there was like an Asian guy who was crying. No, who? No, no. In that season, who was BJ coaching against? Uh, Jens Pulver. I think it was Jens like, Pulver, and not, they walked in, and yeah. at the very beginning, BJ's like, "Put your hand up if you want to be on my team and not on his team." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nearly <laughs> everyone. Oh, that's the Nate Diaz season, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nate Diaz was on Jens Pulver's team, though. Yeah, because he trained his brother trained with Nate Diaz, mm. Nick Diaz, or Nick Diaz. Yeah, sorry, excuse me. Um, man, here a history lesson deal before. But I was there watching them all on man, uh, like, on the UFC fight pass. <laughs> I'm on season thirty. Um, no, but um, yeah, the Brad's going to be in a, in a tricky situation next week and the week after. I think Lee Hammond's going to be fighting as well. But like Brad has the potential to make history here. Like he's obviously the, the current brave. Bantamweight champion. Um, he previously won the Ultimate Fighter. I think they said t- season twenty-seven. I'm around season thirty-one. So like, th- like, this wasn't is that long ago. It wasn't yeah, that long. It ago. wasn't that long ago in terms of tough seasons. I know there was a. It went on hiatus for a while. Tough, but yeah. But it's, yeah so, it's, it's going to be very, very interesting to see. So I can't wait to see it. I think this is a. It's a. It, you know, it looks like it's going to be a tough competition to win. Whoever wins, it definitely deserves it. Yeah, but okay. So let's just go over things right now, right? It's 4-0 to Team Chandler. Yeah. If Brad Katona wins next week, does that make it 4-1? <laughs> no, I think it makes 5-0. <laughs> Although it's funny that, like, obviously, we're sort of for Team McGregor, even though, like... What do you mean, uh, sort uh, of, like... Well, as in, like... We're not getting invited to the Christmas party if we Yeah, but obviously to, you want Connor's team, team to win, but, like, like, I'm not, like... I don't feel attached to any of the Team McGregor fighters so far, so, like, I'm not, like... Jeez, I hope Trevor Wells wins. You said McKenzie uh, was cool, because he had, like, a Batman... Tattoo across his chest. I think I slated him. 
<laughs> obviously, obviously, like we're up for Team McGregor as a whole, but we we obviously want Lee Hammond and Braggatone to do well. So, like, I think this week I'll be up for Braggatone. Um, yeah. Well, no, I definitely will be. But uh, it's definitely going to be uh, one to watch out. Definitely uh, can't wait for the next couple of episodes when we see Brad and then see Lee fight. There, that's that's part of the reason we're like covering the season so hard. Um, that that we actually have Irish interest on the show. Um, yeah, we we touched on the start. We'll touch on it now. Uh, Cage Warriors coming back to Dublin in October. Basmo, October fourteenth. Um, it's a Saturday in the RDS, Ross. Not the Tree Arena this time. Yeah, I'm okay with the RDS. You won't be able to get that cardio going up and down the stairs. Like, what are we gonna do? True that, true that. But I think at least the RDS uh, might be more of a, a cauldron feeling uh, in there. It might it might um, ramp up the the atmosphere. Um, how many how the, tickets? The, how, many, how, much should, how many people will that hold? I think maybe three thousand. Okay. So uh, look, the, the atmosphere in three arena last time was fantastic. I really really enjoyed it. But like you said, the interviews were really far away from the. Yeah. Cage, so like it was one of those things where it was quite hard to get get in and get out and actually get all the interviews done. We didn't get to see so many of the many of the fights at all actually in the arena, which uh, yeah. I'd like to do more of this time. Um, so that was yeah, the one. But, that was the worst thing about it, to be honest. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Who could headline that, Ross? That's the question. I think I think I I know we touched on it before, and we said maybe Caelan Lockran might fight Nathan Fletcher in Manchester. Uh, but maybe Ken Lockran fights yeah. Nathan Fletcher in Dublin. Uh, I think that could be one to look out for. Uh, or who knows? Maybe maybe they bring out Wilson Hayes and he fights Wilson Hayes. Um, but I think I think the Fletcher fight would do more numbers. I think people would travel over from Liverpool for that um, or Stockport. Um, they're the Southport. ones I like to see. Or Southport, sorry. <laughs> um, the Southport Strangler. So uh, I'd love to see that one um, because obviously they, they fought a amateur and Nathan got the win so I think that that could be a, a rematch that people would definitely be vested interested in um, look I think if, if Paul Hughes or Reese McKee don't get signed before then or don't get offered some sort of uh, deal on a contender series or whatever I'd love to see them fight on the card look Paul Hughes wants to become champ champ George has gone to the contender series now so maybe you do Paul Hughes uh, at lightweight I'm not too sure who he's who he'd fight now because uh, obviously uh, someone like Adam Cullen was looking like he was the next guy in line. Yeah, uh, but he lost last fight, so uh, who knows who? They, maybe against like a Medi Ben Lacker or something like that. Um, I, I'd be interested in seeing Paul Hughes get a second belt. Um, what if Reese is on the card? And uh, if Reese is on the card, I definitely uh, like to see that. I don't know who they'd actually really match up against because obviously Oban was the obvious choice there and uh he's gone out maybe they um pull someone new in or maybe maybe they give a an open comer like a, an omran chaban or something uh, an opportunity to fight for the belt who knows okay i'm gonna put you on the spot here right <clears throat> october 14th cage warriors dublin will paul hughes be signed to the uc before then or will he be on that card what do we know? Or even the contender series, like what? what, what like contender series. UFC, I, I think I think, I think he's going to be on the Dublin card now. Obviously, I prefer seeing him sign to the UFC because that's his hopes and dreams, and that's what I'd like to see. But we haven't seen anything just yet. Obviously, he's overtraining Killcliffe at the moment. Um, who knows? Actually, like I suppose 
I know that's why I'm putting you on the spot. Yeah, because like I'm sitting there when like the old fire was on. You know, all your tar obviously looks after Paradigm Sports. That's who Paul used signed to. And like he just spent six weeks effectively in Vegas talking to Dana White. I say every you know, once a week, so hard to know. I'm gonna say he's gonna be on the Cage Warriors Dublin card just because I'd like to see him fight in Dublin. But I prefer if he was in the UFC. And Reese McKee, what would he be doing? I think Reese McKee might actually end up fighting on the contender series. I feel like he could obviously go straight into the UFC. But like we sort of touched on with George Noban, the contender series is nice because like Dana White has a soft spot for the people who fought in the contender series. Yeah. And if you actually fight on there, I feel like you get pushed that little bit harder than if you just come in on a on a, in a random debut. But yeah. again, like I don't I like I don't think they're gonna do Caelan Reese and Paul all on the Dublin card. No. They'll be they'll be in the tree arena then. Yeah, no, definitely. Oh, do you know what? There must be something going on because they would have left it in the tree arena if all the lads were gonna be competing on the card. Would have gone to the RDS a smaller show. It's gonna yeah, it's not gonna have three it might just be more profitable to do it in the RDS. It might not be as as expensive. Well, look, we're here to uh, for conspiracy theories and, and conspiracy theories alone. You better believe it. Um, yeah, but so I, I think that uh, sums up another episode of the Old Fighter in the yeah. in the bank. We love recording these shows. And um, if you are watching this, make sure to like, share, smash that subscribe button because it helps the lads out. And as always, stay, stay energized. Energized show up the Irish. Been sussing you guys a couple of times. I've seen a couple of clips. I think you've done some interviews with Dylan Moran and that. But I, I, I saw. So keep going. Keep up the good work, guys.